This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So now Posey ranges away, and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. It is the show for the Giants fan by the Giants fan. And man, you have to kind of be a Giants fan to feel this way right now, but we are. So here we go. Not dead yet. Like that. I mean, we're coming to you right before. The Giants are about to take on the Rockies on a Thursday night. The Phillies have already posted the L um, earlier today. And uh, look, there are only seven games left, but the Giants have put together a little mini run. And for however long this little imagination lasts, I don't know, Joe, I'm here for it. Well, it's slightly unfortunate that they waited until the very end to play their best brand of baseball. But I do think there are a couple of small little things that are carryover. I don't think the majority of the things that I'm seeing are carryover. Here's the first. They didn't quit on Gabe Kapler. That does matter to me. That does absolutely matter to me. Because you had asked me this three weeks ago. I'd have said, you know, mm, the bottom might fall out. Maybe they get stuck on about 75 wins. No, they've really fought. Now, you could say a bunch of guys are fighting for their baseball lives, and that's true. Someone like J.D. Davis, I've seen enough from him where I'm like, there's something there. I don't know where he fits into the equation next year. Like, I'm not guaranteeing him some everyday spot, but I think there's something there. And I, I look at him, and I'm like, I like what I see. Then I look at my staff, and I got Logan Webb and Rodon finishing on a high note. I don't know where Rodon's going to be with this team next year, but Logan Webb winning 15 games, having an under three ERA, check, check. And then I look at Doval's development. There are some nice little stories is what I'm getting at. Well, there are definitely stories, and I think we can get into what some of them may mean for for next year. I think you already started that with that conversation. What about this? Uh, I can tell you who looks like he doesn't want to leave shortstop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brandon Crawford has had an unbelievable month defensively, Mm -hmm. but let's take that a step further. Um, Defense, we talked all year about how awful this team was defensively in the month of September, they have largely caught the ball. Yeah. Um, they, they have largely caught the ball and so forth. Whatever this does to sort of ramp up the expectation for what you're going to see next year, then that's great. Um, and then there's something I brought up on our last episode that I think um, is kind of addition by subtraction. And what you've noticed is that Tommy Lestell is not playing ball for this team anymore. And so, again, what they're doing is they're opening up some spots to see what other people can do. The, the, the David VR question is not going to be over by the end of this year, but it still sits out there. 
And then there are other, there are answers that have come forward and, and I'll give you one, which is yeah. Tyro Estrada. Yes. And, and, you know, whether he's an everyday guy, whether he's going to platoon with, you know, could Brandon Crawford go over to second, whatever it is. Uh, that's one question that really, really got answered. And then I think really kind of slammed it home in the month of September that you, you, you can move away from a Tommy LaStella because uh, they've got an answer over there at that position. And his defense has been fantastic. Yeah, you're giving me a couple of answers there. How about a question that I have after watching the last couple of weeks? Why did we wait so long on some of these bullpen arms? Like, and I'm not even saying that Alexander and, and Sam Young and uh, Sean Jelly getting opportunities and Shelby Miller. I'm not even saying these are sexy options, but I wish we would have done this audition thing maybe two or three weeks sooner. I just feel like a couple of weeks that it went by and it was like, it was so obvious to me they needed to make a move. And I'm just a little frustrated. And maybe those guys were struggling um, at that particular point in AAA, but I'm like, God, I would have tried to rearrange some of those deck chairs. Yeah. I, it's a fair question uh, just because things at, at so many points of the season were fe- feeling stale out of the bullpen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I also know how difficult it is because philosophically, here's what the giants are thinking. Uh, you're still in a spot where you're trying to tell yourself you're in the race. And when you're in the race, if you hand everything over to a bunch of pups coming up from Sacramento and it doesn't go well, you're opening yourself up for criticism. Uh, but it may be the more important one is this. The Giants, come hell or high water, are stuck on one very clear rule with people in the minor leagues. You have to earn your way out. Yeah. Like, look at the way they treated Elliot Ramos when he came up for yeah. a day a week and a half ago. It was like upon arrival, they were like, by the way, you're here because we're in a weird spot and you're leaving tomorrow because you have not earned your way up here. And, and so I I can support the fact that that is an organizational rule. We're not bringing you up so that we can get a look because we can get a look when you're in Sacramento too. And if you're not making it obvious that you need to yeah. come up, you're not coming up. So I, from that perspective, I get it. Yeah, no, I, that's an interesting point, and I think you're right there. The one guy that I don't have a good feel for, and he's been playing well, and I just, I'm just i curious what the temperature is for you and Giants fans. Quietly, Tyler Rogers is kind of right at the ship, Yeah, and I don't think anyone wants to give him any love. I feel like he kind of has earned a spot in this bullpen somewhere to start the year off next year, but uh, I think it's going to trigger people, but I'm going to say they weren't really watching the last month or so because he's actually been better than what the perception is. No, he's pitched really well. Here's the one thing, though. The idea of, quote, earning a spot on next year's team, uh, to me, very, very, very few people have done that. Okay. Um, I have no problem with Tyler Rogers and Lamont Wade and, and guys like that being a part of, of this spring training roster, yeah. but, but like the giants, I want them to foster a, 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 a competitive environment in spring training. You need to come win your spot. Yeah, you need to that. earn it, like win it in the off season. And then you need to win it again, come March and, uh, and April. And, and, and by the way, that even continues into the season uh, because I think that we've seen it when there's, co- when there's competition around, it elevates everybody. And, and maybe there just hasn't been enough of that, this year. So I'm not giving Tyler Rogers a spot, but yeah, I'm totally open to him pitching his way back onto the roster. If I'm looking at guys that I'm like, I know he's on the roster next year. It's very few. Like we know about the starting pitchers, right? Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, and probably Wood and Di Sclafani as well. Doval is on the team next year. 
Uh, Brebia, I think, I mean, I don't even know the contractual situation, but he probably has pitched well enough to be on the team yeah. next year. Tyro Estrada is on the team. Brandon Crawford's on the team. Wilmer Flores is on the team. Joey Bart's on the team. I think Yaz is on the team. Slater's on the team. I'm about to run out of names. Like that's <laughs> right. Everything else to me is totally up you. for discussion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. I'm with you. No, no. And the, the point that I was trying to make, Tyler Rogers, last 20 innings, he's only given up two runs. That's 15 different appearances. And so I do want to just, if we're going to crush the guy when he's not playing well, you got to highlight when he is playing well. And so I was just bringing him up because he's pitched a lot in the last recent memory. It just sucks right now because one of my favorite players on the, the 2022 Giants has been, you know, Rodon. And it feels like he's out the door. You know, it just, it really does start to feel like he's out the door. And I... It's a big hole, and I know that they've proven they can fill that starting rotation hole. But, man, it, I've enjoyed him. I've enjoyed him this year. It's tough. It's tough. I'm heading to the yard tonight to watch what will probably be his final start at exactly. Oracle Park as a giant. Um, we'll see. Speaking of one foot out the door, though, um, let's get into Radon a little bit, but also through this lens. And I quote from Jock Peterson after the victory on Wednesday night, quote, it's been nice. I've really had fun. First-class organization. They do everything the right way. I'm glad I got to be a part of it for a year. I have never heard something that sounds, quite frankly, so definitive. I know. That he is absolutely gone. And quite frankly, I find this shocking. I mean, if it is a first-class organization, if you're a hometown boy, if you say that you were so excited to be here, you, you, you love the season. The Giants have said for three months, we badly want to have a discussion about extending. And then you give that quote. I mean, it sounds like Jock Peterson is, is, is all but closing the door mm-hmm. on a return to the Giants before free agency even starts, which tells me one of two things. there Because he talks so much about wanting to play October baseball. Either Jock does not believe in the near-term future of the Giants or he does not like the numbers that the Giants floated to his agent when they wanted to discuss an extension. I can't tell which, but this one really opened my eyes. Yeah, it surprised me as well. But the reality is, and I like Jock. I do. I like Jock. I I was envisioning, hopefully, a DH scenario where he's in the mix with J.D. Davis and maybe some other free agent that they would bring in if it's an Aaron Judge or something like that. would be amazing. 
But like, it's a tale of two halves, and it's not even the All Star break. From the second he was named All Star, it feels like all his numbers just boom straight down. Especially the power numbers. the The batting average has relatively remained similar, but in terms of the power numbers, it's like six home runs since being named an All Star. Yep. You know, and and defensively, he's an adventure. But I thought he fit the ethos of the team, and so I'm with you. I I think this is a combination of of both of the things that you referenced. The numbers he's not feeling, and I don't know what he's thinking when it comes to these young guys. Like I, I, I truly don't know. He feels like a guy, and I think the rest of baseball is going to do the same thing the Giants did. They're going to let him sit in free agency, feel it out, come back to us with your best offer. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. I just think Jock's overvaluing himself right well, now. Well, like, I mean, there's no fan base like San Francisco that understands sometimes when someone is about to leave and uh, you can all sit there and admit, even in front of a microphone, well, he's definitely not going to be back next year. Uh, sometimes he is. So uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo can be a 49er, maybe Jock Peterson can be a giant. But, I mean, this was everything short of Jimmy's press conference. He said everything except for see ya. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's pretty crazy to me. You know, the other thing is, I think he's a very difficult player to quantify. Like, yep. do you really want to give Jock a multi-year deal? Like, it make, it it sounds good, but, like, no. do you really want to lock yourself in, especially given the inconsistency the injuries and his limitations in the outfield. And then your redundancy in terms of what you have in the outfield, what you have in the infield already locked up. I mean, it kind of makes sense that they're at a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, something else interesting um, that we'll get to in just a second. Producer Sam Loveman's going to jump in here to sort of compare that conversation with one he had with Carlos Rodon uh, recently. You're